Hey everybody, it's your boy. <laughs> nope, that's not, I guess that's how I'm beginning this episode, because I'm only recording one take. Um, so here's the thing. Me and Megan are bad at scheduling, and we didn't realize we had booked two back-to-back -back vacations. I, of course, went to go be with my people at a wrestling show while Megan ran off into the woods like the absolute feral creature they are. And because of that, uh, we didn't get an episode recorded for this week, and I didn't want to leave you guys high and dry two weeks in a row. Um, also, by the way, I know there were some issues with the Ninja Turtle episode. If you didn't get that in your feed, try to go back and download that again. It should work now, but I didn't want to leave you guys with nothing this week, which is why I decided to bring to you the very first episode of me, myself, Megan, and of course, Charles Kelly's new show, The Weird. Uh, big thanks to loudspeaker.fm for letting us use this episode uh, to kind of fill in this gap here. And if you guys like this, make sure to look up The Weird. Find it at jointheweird.com or on Twitter at jointheweird. It'll probably be easier than looking up looking it up in your podcatcher because we have absolutely terrible SEO. But yeah, we'll be back hopefully next week with an episode. Once again, super sorry we had to miss this week. But for now, enjoy the weird. This is loudspeaker. The man in front of you catching his breath is Henry Wilson, local resident of Carrion Hill, Alabama. For the past few minutes, he has been chased out of town and onto the premises of an old mining facility nearby. Aside from the music from the local bar, it's quiet out near the mines. Henry looks around, the thing following him seemingly having lost his trail. Suddenly, something lurches out from the shadows and with a large talon, slits Henry's throat. He struggles to breathe as the monster lurches again. everybody to the weird our new mixed ttrpg podcast slash audio drama that focuses on comedy and horror i am your the director i am the 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 the, the madman behind this this project charles joseph kelly and with me i've got to my co-hosts and i'll let them introduce themselves Nobody? Nobody? Okay. I, I just assumed you... No, I, I, I don't know. Based on the, the typical energy, I thought Scotty was going to take that, but sure. 
I'm Megan Danger uh, from from podcasts, from various podcasts. Which ones? I don't know. Take your pick. If you I, if you listen to Welcome to Night Vale or My Brother, My Brother and Me, I'm not on either of those. But you can oh. pretend I am. I'm your third co-host, <laughs> Dean Winchester, but you can call me Scotty Moore. I also Sammy. am from podcasts. You can Sorry. hear me in three different episodes of My Brother, My Brother, and Me in the audience. This is the ranking. How many episodes of My Brother, My Brother, and Me have we been in in the audience? That's what our show is. That's all we talk about in this show, is how often we're in My Brother, My Brother, and Me. You guys remember when we decided to re-record the intro of the episode because the last time we recorded it was too ridiculous and weird and so we said let's re-record the open so it's more succinct and calm so people can really get a feel for the show. Uh, jumping from that, nice segue, Scotty, uh, to what this show is. Uh, so this is a new TTRPG based off of the play, uh, the Powered by the Apocalypse system, uh, built by yours truly and my wonderful co-hosts. We wrote a game, by which we mean, I mean, Charles pretty much wrote the, the game and I helped a little bit. Yeah, and it was very much like inspired by Monster of the Week style, like things like that. And so you could say... This game we've created is familiar, but not too familiar. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. Not Fuck off. God damn it. <laughs> um, Wait, so... we, can't, we can't talk about him anymore. Bean, bean, he's canceled, remember? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bean, bean Dad has beans. been canceled. Now we have to remember that this is going to air like like at least months away from being dead. Like this is like way far <laughs> past being dead relevance at this point. So, um, okay. So the weird, say, you, you could say we created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. His name is being dad. And in, in our first episode, <laughs> we must hunt down the being dad. Yes. This first, uh, this first, uh, arc that we're telling is all about the being dead. So just be aware of the, the, the plight of the being dead. So, you know, X Files had the smoking man. We have the bean dad. <laughs> um, okay, so the weird. What sets it to be a bit different? I just want to just talk about that a little bit. You can listen to the full full aspect of this in our episode zero on Patreon for free. You don't have to pay for anything, but if you do want to go to our Patreon, there's a whole bonus episode uh, to this uh, this project which is about like four hours of extra content right off the bat and it's awesome it involves uh sasquatch eye and a small town in virginia that that does cost money but the episode zero uh is an explanation of our whole kind of rule set and gameplay and that is for free and that's at patreon.com slash join the weird patreon.com slash join the weird yes um or you can go to our website join the weird.com and you also get to hear explanations for exactly who the hell me and Megan are portraying in this show. Yes. Um, so with this project, uh, what separates it a little bit from like um, the Monsters of the Week and the other Powered by the Apocalypse games is kind of a few things. Uh, number one being low magic. So there isn't really like a focus on the players having access to a lot of magical abilities. Um, we do a... Uh, group leveling system, which is pretty interesting. We'll talk about that more down the road. Uh, we have uh, factions. So factions uh, push the story forward 
we also do an episodic format. And the other thing is that your goals here aren't to murder everything, uh, like a lot of the Powered by the Apocalypse Says systems you. are. This is, okay. <laughs> we'll be death, the judge of that. De death, yeah, once we actually play this episode, we'll, we'll figure out if you guys just, like, murder the, the bean dad or what have you. But, um, but in this game specifically, like, the goals aren't to, like, murder bean dad. Your goal is to understand bean dad and tr try to try to solve the mystery instead of to murder the bean dad. It's, it's very mystery-focused. Uh, and like they said, the, the big influences are things like X-Files, uh, Twin Peaks, and uh, in fact, it's very, it's, it's very nostalgia-based. It takes place in the, that, that most mysterious of decades, the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to say that Scotty uh, bought a shit ton of Beanie Babies. He's like, why don't we just give out some Beanie Babies? You know what people liked in the 90s? Fucking beanie babies, baby. They did. Yeah, this is I mean, very it's true. Not, it's not, yeah, it's not untrue. Uh, and I think one of the bigger things that makes this uh, an interesting show is we're not 100% done with the game yet. You you get to help with that. Yes. You, you specifically. Not you. You. Not you, Bean Dad, but anyone else. <laughs> Fuck you, Bean Dad. Dad. Uh, but yeah, so um, the members of our Patreon get to help us build out this game as we go and play test with us. Um, so you are helping us build this game as it goes along. But in the end, this here, what we are doing with this podcast, this podcast is just us playing the game. The game stuff, we're going to be focusing more on the Patreon stuff. But are you guys ready to jump into it? To play, yes. <laughs> to play this game? <laughs> we sure are. Yes. So let's change the mood from us being goofy boys to something that's a bit more serious. To change the mood just slightly, I want you to close your eyes and take a deep breath. Now, open your eyes. You're staring down a dark hallway, dimly lit by old light bulbs every 15 feet. Cables reach down into the darkness, pulling something towards you. Sound of grinding gears get closer and closer, louder and louder as the cables pull a metal box towards you. Slowly, but consistently, the box gets closer. Suddenly, with a jerk, the box stops 15 feet away from you. Two men walk into an empty elevator, and the doors close. The man on the left is Hal Bishop, a tall, thin CIA agent that prefers to keep to himself unless the mission calls for it. And in the elevator, he is doing 
just that. The man on the right is Rudy Navarro, the front desk receptionist for the Department of Transportation. He's a shorter, balding man with rounded glasses. He gets mistaken for George Costanza from Seinfeld, and if you looked at him, you'd completely agree. The only thing cutting through the awkward silence between these two is the awful elevator music that plays above them. Is this your first day on the gig? I just kind of stare at the elevator buttons as like the, the I assume it illuminates what floor we're on. I just kind of stare at it. Well, uh, y'all, y'all are usually a bunch of silent types who, who go to that, that, uh, that office, um, except for, except for Ash, but that's a whole other thing. You know, they, they like to talk a lot, a lot. They like to talk a lot. So, uh, uh, we've got another, like, 30 floors here uh, before we get to the top uh, top of the building um, what about your where where where, where are you from where, where are you from how much longer do we have the elevator runs really slow it's we got about like another 25 floors tall building I see okay yeah yeah it's 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 pretty tall I'm sorry do I am I talking too much I'll I'm so sorry. Uh, no, no, it, it, it's fine. It's it's okay. I just um, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting this today. I mean, you've got a uh, classified clearance here, mm-hmm. and basically my job here today. And I'm so sorry if I'm pissing you off, but my job here today is just to 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 send you off to the Department of Weird and get you all squared away there and get you all squared away. So I apologize. Apology accepted. Pull out my cell phone. I just start playing games on it. I'm playing Snake on my Nokia. The elevator door opens to the top floor of the Department of Transportation, which even though you're only looking through the door, you can already tell it's busy as people rush by the door. Rudy exits the elevator and Hal follows. They walk down the hallway and they pass a conference room, a nice-sized area where a few agents are enjoying their lunch and an office with the label Associate Director for Response and Recovery on a plaque against the wall. Rudy and Hal take a right down another hallway. As they head further down, less and less people pack the space. The end of the hallway gets dimmer as a few of the fluorescent tube lights have burned out. We head to the back of the hallway to a room with a plaque with the words Department of Weird written on it in Sharpie. You can hear somebody singing from the inside. I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. Oh, take it, Greedy! And Greeny is a massive, oversized, stuffed, little green uh, UFO man who is leaned against a desk. And it kind of slumps over and falls to the ground. And Ash Delaney is sitting with their feet on their desk and they go, Oh, Greeny, voice of an angel, as always. And so Ash is at their desk with this massive, stuffed, uh, little green UFO man. And in this office, where the lights are pretty much just as dim and flickery as the hallway, there is a huge bookcase in the middle that kind of dominates the space that is just overflowing 
with different books, uh, most of them very old and just kind of dusty and all over the place, and in piles, all the ones that didn't fit in the bookcase all around it, there are two separate uh, coffee machines. One is a lot older, one looks like the newest, like brand new model. Both are currently in use. There's also a, just like a, a coffee urn um, that's on like its own little- Like a burner? Yeah, like a burner that's sitting on- Is it on shaped a like a human person urn? Cause that feels- No, no, feels... no, not, a, not like an urn urn. What do you call like a- A coffee, like the coffee like a, pot. Yeah, like a coffee pot. Urn is another <laughs> word for like a, a pot, you weirdo. Um, I have never heard a coffee pot be called the coffee urn. Clearly I, you don't drink enough coffee. I prefer uh, this I'm, universe where Delaney has an urn that they <laughs> drink coffee out of. It's a coffee pot. It's on like a freestanding burner that's been plugged in. The coffee pot has clearly been stolen from like a, a break room from another part of the building. And it's sitting on a burner that is resting on an empty desk that is opposite of Delaney's. It's clearly been cleared off from whoever the former occupant is. There are two computers. There's one on the empty desk that's currently sitting blank. There's one on Delaney's desk. I mean, obviously they are like the newest models, but because this is 1990, <laughs> they're, you know, older computers. Delaney's has like free cell or whatever currently on it. Uh, there is a skull that is sitting on what looks like a filing cabinet that is also overflowing with just a mess of files that maybe is in some kind of order, but the order is not known to any person except probably Delaney. The skull is not a human skull. If you had to guess, it, it looks like something human-adjacent. But the, the teeth are all wrong. And uh, the final thing you notice dominating the, the space are huge posters of um, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton and... <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, oh, God, now I, I had it. I had it, and I lost it. Kenny David Rogers. Burn. No, oh, David Byrne. It was something Kenny Rogers. Dolly Parton and, da Dolly Parton and David Byrne and the, and the various talking heads. Rudy kind of knocks on the door. It says, um, um, Agent, Agent Delaney, um, this, this Rudy, here... oh, is that, is my takeout here? I've got the, I've got some 20s on the other desk. You can just, you can tell them they can keep the change. And they better, and they better have both the crab rangoons I ordered this time. No, no, uh, no, Agent Delaney. This is this is your your new um uh your your partner. This is uh my what now? Yeah, you've you didn't get the memo. I've I've got a perfectly good partner right here, and they they grab the they grab the stuffed uh alien. Greeny here is as loyal and true, and has just the most incredible singing voice you will ever hear in a, in a dog's age now where's my takeout rudy 
I swear to God, if one of the bastards on the 15th floor stole it again, I will go down there and I will smash their skull against the ground if I have to. Uh, okay, Th things seem clear here. They they already have a partner. I can bolt back to the CIA perfectly fine. I understand the mix-up. Seems their partner's already in there, so I'm gonna head out. <sighs> and then uh, Rudy kind of like grabs, uh, grabs Hal and pulls Hal into the room, just... Uh, there's a lot more strength with this small man than you expect. <laughs> so he pulls, he, he kind of like whips you in. Um, uh, Agent Delaney, this is Agent Bishop, Hal Bishop. He is your new partner here uh, at the Department of Transportation. He's going to be uh, working cases with you. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's why that's why he is he is here today to uh, help you with your the the prob the problems that you run into where we we the cops get called on you for some of the stuff that you you know that that part where you say weird stuff on the road and people think that you're doing illegal things you know that part it's not okay that that's happened like t twice maybe L look Rudy I'll make a deal with you you find my takeout and I'll take Hal. How about that? Please. Rudy just salutes and a, walks out the room. A deal's a deal. <sighs> well, Agent. You're, a, you're a big boy, aren't you, Hal? They're mm. growing them big down at Langley now. I do what I can. So this is the proverbial department of weird. It's just one office. It's, I don't think that's a department. It seems like you're just a person. I mean, you know, efficiency. I, I, the, I'm all they need. I'm a department of one. I mean, also, it's kind of a, a necessity, I suppose. My, my last partner kind of went to pieces, uh, so to speak. That was Sarah Watterson. Um, after we ran into a, a telekinetic down in Louisiana... She, oh, wait, she went, wait. She went um, a little I'm sorry. Could you insane. just. And then. Wait, and then no, of course, no, no, no. Can that, you. Can, there wait, was, no. Go back there was to the beginning. Davis. Did you. Uh, they just went to pieces in a. Agent a Delaney. Bit more of an unfortunate Agent Delaney. Literal, and I just shake. Yeah. I shake. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Buy me dinner first there, son. What did you what was just your, what say? What was your name again, big boy? Um. Agent Hal Bishop, CIA. Nice to meet you. Um, did you say telekinetic? Yes. That means that means moving things with their mind. Yeah, I know no, sometimes I, you boys uh, from the from the CIA are a little bit slow. I know that those five dollar words tend to trip you up every now and again. No, I I know what a telekinetic is. I also know it's a complete and total fiction. I've read about them before. What what are you what are you talking? Is this okay? level with me. Is this some sort of scam you're running here? I, I mean, telekinetics are not real. Oh, this is gonna be Sarah Watterson all over again, isn't it? Okay. So, I just I assume this desk is, is mine over here, and I, I I'll just, I'll, I'll get to work. Just tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. I walk over to the desk and um, attempt to steal the $20 that, that Delaney had left out. <laughs> okay, give, give, me, give me back my money now. That was, that was no, very... no, hold up, hold up. Oh. We're, 
Oh, yeah. We're going to come back a little bit. This is, in fact, a TTRPG. So oh. when you say shit like that, like you're going to steal, <laughs> you have to roll for it. So I'm going to make you roll for uh, for the first roll of this game. All right. Welcome to the first <laughs> roll of the game. The first roll of the game <laughs> is to steal money from my partner. Little bastard. <laughs> so this is this is a con roll. Um, it's uh, the move steal. So uh, oh damn, um, you got a plus two to that, you little monster. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever you make an attempt to steal something without being seen, roll con a ten plus. You complete uh, you easily complete this with nobody noticing. Seven to nine, you're able to t obtain the item, but the person that you're stealing from knows, uh, and it now must be dealt with. Anything lower, it doesn't happen. Uh, I rolled an eight plus two, so it's ten. <laughs> you fucker! First roll of the game, it's a success. That's good omens, baby. So yeah, I sit down and uh, type away on the keyboard and just kind of slide a hand forward onto the stack of 20s, pull them back and pocket them. I guess the lady's um, back is turned. <laughs> so, uh... How how recently did you uh, did you graduate? Uh, about three years ago. Three years ago it was. So what did you do to end up here? In those those three years. Really wish I could tell you, but I just kind of showed up today, and they said you are going to be reporting to the Department of Weird, which. Not exactly what I was expecting when arriving here, um, but yeah, I have been working with the CIA for about three years. Um, work's been getting slow for the past couple of months, so they told me to report here. I assumed to pick up my own Lambo or perhaps a Ferrari, and instead I get told I'm reporting to you. So I I'm not exactly sure what's going on. I don't know if this was a prank. Maybe this is a goof that they're pulling on me. Um, but yeah, that that's that's why I'm here. Well, could always use a, a fresh face, more, uh, more chum in the water, so to speak. Another Sarah Watterson, another Davis McKenney. Another Carly Toledo. Oof, man, we were scraping her off the sidewalk for like three days. So you're saying I should be out of here in like six months. Seems like there's pretty quick turnaround here. I should be back at the CIA in no time. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll be you'll be out of here one way or another, more than likely, with your disposition. Well, that's good to hear. Excellent. Um, so what report? Do you need me to type up any reports, any paperwork? What, what, what have I got to do here? Uh, no, no, we're, we're going out into the field. Oh. You're going you're gonna to get your feet wet, Bishop. Okay. This is a very hands-on job, you'll find. Ah, okay, good. I, I'll be honest with you. Paperwork was all they had me do back at the CIA, so I'm actually excited to go out on the field. What do you do exactly here? Uh, all kinds of things. Mostly retrieval, uh, investigation. Uh, all, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of investigate, a lot of research, a lot of very, very hands-on, uh, a lot of talking to people. Um, would you consider yourself a people person, Hal? I... Well, 
people think I'm a people person. Uh, I guess it's one of the skills I developed at the CIA. I'm very good with people, um, mostly because I'm not a fan of them. So that means I, I can actually lie, get information out of them, manipulate them, because... Because that's one of my trained skill sets, I guess, that they trained me at the CIA. I'm very, I'm good with people. I don't like them, though. That was a much longer answer than I needed. You could have just said yes or no. Mmm, but it's more complicated. I guess yes. Yes. All right, that's fantastic, because we're going to be doing a lot of that. And the people around here seem to think that I need a babysitter when it comes to people. And that's annoying, but you know what? That it, it sounds like you're gonna be good at that. So, you know, if I'm gonna be saddled with someone who may not take this job as seriously as I would like, they may as well do their intended purpose. But you know what? We're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun here together. Hal, you and I, for as long as you may be in this position, we're gonna have a great time. So... Let's get, let's get out of here. Let's get ready to go. Um, I just got one question for you before we, we head out and, uh, see what you're going to be driving here for the Department of Transportation. Oh, so I do get a car. Okay, good. I was, I was hoping for like a Lambo. I don't know what they've got available, but I'm sure like this seems like a very high-level organization, not just because it's high up in the building, but it seems like with such a high-level organization, we should we should have a decent vehicle, right? How you said you've worked for the government for three years. I, I really would think you would know better than that, but anyway, here's my question for you. Are you a fan of the Michael Crichton novel Jurassic Park? Ash leads Hal outside of the office, and they walk down the hallway, and as they do... Rudy comes back in with the delivery driver and says, hey, Ash, uh, and you're gone at this point, mind you. Uh, Ash, Ash, uh, your delivery, your your food's here. Uh, uh, he looks around for, for the, the cash to, to pay for the food. He says, oh, damn it, not again. And he has to pull out his wallet and pay the guy the food. And he's like, here, here you go. Here's... Here's here's your money. Keep keep the change. We're completely See, gone at this point, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. Okay. See, not your again. actions have consequences, and hey, now well, you have pissed off. My, those were my actions. <laughs> you both find yourselves uh, leaving the office. You head down the elevator into the garage where there's this big... Um, like security desk where they kind of check, like a security building where they check out all the cars. You 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 walk up to it and the individual sitting inside, uh, a Chris Hardy. She uh, she looks at you and says, "Hi hi folks, uh, are you here to pick up a vehicle?" That we are. Hi, Special Agent Hal Bishop. Nice to meet you. Um, yeah, we were here to pick up a vehicle for the. Department of Weird. Yeah, I know it's a terrible name, but uh, yeah, uh, we're we're here to pick up our uh, assigned vehicle. Thank you. Wonderful. I'm gonna ch check in on that, and uh, she clacks away on her keyboard a little bit. Just the, the lady's just standing back, kind of just letting this play out because they know how it's gonna go. They're they're just kind of hands off on this one. All right. So the 
Your car will be here in a couple minutes. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Dave, here's here's the keys for the car. Can you go pick it up? Thanks. Uh, and uh, Dave, the the assistant, uh, goes to go pick up the vehicle as you two are just standing there awkwardly with each other. You're a legend, Dave. Thank you. How's it going, Chris? Good. It's, you know, it's, it's Monday. You know how I feel about Mondays. You know how Garfield feels about Mondays. Did you see the did you see the one this week? I I don't read the the newspapers. I mean, occasionally I'll check the obituaries to see if someone died in a particularly fascinating or obscure way, but uh otherwise I I don't find them particularly compelling. Uh Chris goes, "Uh-huh." And she looks at Hal. "How are you enjoying your new job with clenched teeth?" After, like, this is the kind of shit that, that Chris deals with when talking with Ash always. Well, I am certainly here for this job. And take of that what you what you will. Sounds like the usual thing with the Department of Weird. Yeah, um, they were, they were actually telling me that they've gone through quite a few assistants throughout their day. Is that, I'm sorry, is that what I have to call myself? Am I an assistant or can I at least call myself an agent? You know the thing I was trained for? No, yes. You're an assistant until I decide that you've earned the rank of partner. Yep, that's how it always goes. Yep, those are the rules. Mm-hmm. You figured it out. <laughs> I turn back to Chris. Are they lying right now? <laughs> Dave! <laughs> Dave! And the car pulls up as... as uh, And you can hear it. And I mean, like, you can hear just the engine just struggling as it pulls up. You hear the, the brakes just kind of squeal. The rest of the vehicles that are, you know, pulled out of this this space are just that 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 um, just like nice black sheen. This one has like one single door that's like a nice yellow color. Um, <laughs> as well oh. as like the rest of the vehicle is painted with primer. Um just so, ugliest like, orange. Yes, it's, it's, it's disgusting. Um, tires, tires are, you just hear the brakes just squeal. You hear everything else. It says, uh, Dave, uh, <laughs> struggles to get the door open. Uh, and, uh, as he, as he does, uh, you hear, you hear like the, the, uh, engine kick back once and he's like, all right, here's your car. And he tosses Hal the, the keys to, the Ford Fiesta. I <laughs> I assume Dave comes back in, throws me the keys, and I go, thank you very much. And then I turn around. Is it... Is the car... Is it behind the Ford Fiesta? I'm sorry. Is it parked perhaps a little bit farther away? I, I don't I don't see my car. Um, for the uh, and Chris Chris kind of interrupts you for the less important jobs here at Department of Transportation, including the Department of Weird. Uh, we we offer still cars, uh, but unfortunately we cannot offer. That's generous. That is generous. Calling that a car. That is a that is a fire waiting to happen. Dave, it's time for lunch, right? And uh, Chris kind of uh, stands up, and uh, Chris and Dave uh, head out of the room. puts a sign in the door, says "We'll be back in 30, and walks off uh, towards 
uh, their lunchroom. Four years of special training. For this. For a Ford Fiesta. Are there any cliffs nearby I can drive this off of? Um, the nearest one is probably at least an hour and a half away, but, uh, we'll see if we can find any on the way to Alabama. Where? Alabama. That's where we're going. Okay. Let's go. You thought we were Uh. getting a Lamborghini. (laughs) It was adorable. everybody charles here jumping into the middle of this episode to go over some housekeeping uh i'm gonna try to keep these as short and sweet and to the point uh as humanly possible just to get you uh, back into the show as quickly as possible so um but we do have some housekeeping and we will go over that here right now so number one Episode zero is now officially live on our Patreon, uh, and you can go to that by going to patreon.com slash join the weird. That is also in the show notes of this episode, Um, and that is absolutely free. You don't have to pay for our uh, Patreon to do so to listen to that, but that explains the game that we're playing, which is something that we are personally building out. It's a brand new game using the Powered by the Apocalypse system. It's a really, really solid little game that we're building out here. And I think that you would like to, if you're if you're into TTRPGs, which hopefully you are listening to this podcast, check it out. Um, besides from that, we've got some extra bonus content on our Patreon as well. So we have an ad-free experience. So if you don't want to listen to me in the middle of this episode, talk about the things that you would get in Patreon, you could just jump uh, jump right into the next the the next section of the show, which is really nice. Uh, it features a bonus episode that we recorded. Um, this bonus episode is about four hours of content and features a full storyline based around corgis and sasquatches. Highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It's it's good. It's real good. It's I don't want to spoil it, but it's real good. Um, real spooky, too. Uh, so you'll have access to the game that we're playing. I already mentioned that uh, behind the scenes content, as well as a bunch of other super secret stuff. So uh, stuff that I don't necessarily want to spoil, but um, you'll have access to all of that on our Patreon. And you can go to that at uh, the website is www.patreon.com slash join the weird. Um, thank you to everybody who's already subscribed to our Patreon without having really released an episode. I've been trying to release the episodes on Patreon a little bit early because uh, they have been giving us money, and I really appreciate that, and I didn't want it just to sit around without putting anything up. So, um, yeah, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting us. Uh, If you can support us on Patreon, awesome. If you can't and you still want to support us, Consider sharing the show with friends uh, and family, people who would be interested in the show. That is the best uh, way to spread the word of a show is word of mouth. So if you can, um, send it to some friends. Um, Thank you so much to our network loudspeaker. Uh, Loudspeaker is a uh, hybrid radio station slash podcasting network dedicated to uh, supporting underserved voices 
in uh, minority communities. You know, just like ourselves, three non-binary creators, uh, Loudspeaker supports us as well as many other members of underserved communities. So highly recommend, highly, highly, highly recommend checking out some of the other shows on Loudspeaker. Uh, and you can go check out a lot of the stuff. And there's a 24-hour music station. And there's a lot of really cool stuff uh, at loudspeaker.fm. And that's uh, loudspeaker.fm. That's also in the show notes as well. Um, so also, this show is bi-weekly, right? So you can, on the opposite weeks, we are going to be releasing a show on Loudspeaker called The Vibe, which is an in-universe radio show hosted by a character we created called Cheyenne Madej, uh, who is played by Nancy Dreckman, uh, a wonderful, wonderful actress. Uh, we we love her to death. Uh, and you can go listen to that on Loudspeaker and poss- possibly the Patreon. We're trying to make sure that that's all uh, kosher there. Uh, but um, yeah, besides from that, what else do we have on this list of things that I need to go over? I think that's it. Keeping it short and sweet. So, yeah. So, uh, thank you so much for, for supporting the show, listening to the show already. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. And we'll get right back into the show. All right. I'm David Lynch here to tell you about Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Ford Fiesta drives off, uh, and you are now on your way to Alabama, which from uh, Washington D.C., the home of the Department of Transportation, is a significant drive. Um, I am kind of worried a little bit about the Ford Fiesta not making it all the way. Um, however, we did do a whole uh, rolling in our test episode, uh, which you can listen to on Patreon, uh, but you can listen to our test episode where they do break down. This time, they make it to Alabama. So as they have driven together, I'm guessing basically in silence, from D.C. to Alabama, which... I'm going to real quick. Hal is chain smoking the whole way there. Hal is done. Ash doesn't do anything in silence. It is a 12 hour drive. So two full Ooh. days um, of driving. Or do you guys do it in just one, one go? I think Hal wants to do this in one go. I think Hal wants this to be over ASAP. <laughs> I think uh, we have left Atlanta, right? So you have you have driven outside of Atlanta, got gas in Atlanta, and you've you've driven uh, down through Georgia and into Alabama at this point. And well, so, so uh, we've passed my home. We passed through my home on the way over. Mm-hmm. So um, with that too, I think that there are. I think uh, Ash tries to have a conversation at this point with Hal. So, I'm not seeing a lot of government official buildings here. Where exactly are we going for this? We're going to a a little place called Carrion Hill. Uh, It's about a half hour outside of Birmingham. 
according to the dossier notes, okay, hang on, where, uh, there's the map we've been using, that's, nope, that's a, that's yesterday's newspaper, that's, no, oh, wait, <laughs> that's part of a, this is part of a play that I've been working on, it's about this thing called the Loveland Frog, it's, it's gonna be a musical. Focus up, please, what, what's the mission? This is supposed to be a fun drive, remember? Anyway, from what I was told in the dossier, a jogger was murdered, and local law enforcement thinks that it was some kind of big bird, like a, a vulture or an eagle, which is really silly if you think about it. Like, yeah, a vulture swooped down and just murdered a jogger. kind of gives you a giggle if you think about it, but uh, there were tracks around that were way too big to be a, a, a bird, like, like actual tracks on the ground, like something was on foot. Um, which is, which is pretty weird, right? And, uh, there's also another thing to keep in mind about this area is lots of dino bones around. Oh, okay. This seems like it's an animal control issue. This doesn't exactly seem like it's our, well, I don't know exactly what our territory is. Is that, is that what we do is hunt animals? I, I don't understand. Our territory is anything outside the norm, Hal. Okay. And we, we really don't, we really don't hunt. Well, hmm. I mean, I guess we hunt if it starts doing like a hunting thing. We, we, we research. We, uh, we, we take a, we, we go, we take a look around. We talk to some people. We examine things. A lot of times there's nothing there. There are some kids with some some really big footprint toys and a camera and some strobe lights and they knock you over and they kick you in the ribs a lot. <laughs> but sometimes it's a really big monster with wings and claws and telekinetic abilities and they throw you against a wall and they knock you out and they kick you in the ribs a lot. But if you can capture it, then you bring it back to the facility and you can put it in like a big holding area and you can ask it a lot of questions and sometimes you can play, you can play bridge with it and it's a very good bridge partner and its name is Steve. So this is all bullshit. Good, thank you. And I continue driving. Did they brief you on anything, Al, or did they just send you to my office? The first I heard about the department was the instant I walked through and heard you attempting to sing Jolene. Who sings that, by the way? Are, are you serious? Yeah, who sings Jolene? D Dolly Parton. How? Well, how about we keep it that way in the future? Anyways. This is Charles slow clapping to build to a ravenous <laughs> applause for that joke. Congratulations, that was beautiful. The lady kind of sinks into their, their chair a little bit. So Carrion Hill, that's it? Carrion Hill, yep, just follow the line on the map. I'm on it. All right. 
Um, so you both make your way, like, through Alabama, and at this point, you guys, it's silent the rest of the way until you get into the town of Carrion Hill, because that, that one bit was just, it was just too much <laughs> for you. That was so fun. <laughs> um... Um, but as soon as you as soon as you pull into the town, you it's it's very very small town. It's got like a population of like two thousand people altogether. You you drive in and basically it's about like maybe three different neighborhoods. Uh, two on the two on the right, one on the left, um, with like maybe about ten streets each for each neighborhood. But the biggest thing that you notice is that there are more churches in this town than uh, restaurants. There are about 10 different churches as you drive through here. Um, yep, but this there is Alabama. Is, in fact, <laughs> there is, in fact, two restaurants and one gas station in this town. 10 churches, two restaurants, one gas station. So uh, you, you drive into town, and one other piece of information that you, uh, that you weren't given in the dossier, but you do have, is that you do have an archaeologist, a, a paleontologist. I apologize for all of you fucking nerds out there. Uh, a paleontologist uh, who is your kind of contact in this town, um, Oscar Cooper. Uh, and Oscar Cooper is the, the individual who has kind of contacted you all about the um, the events here. Uh, here are, are is your contact person because they are also intrigued by everything that's going on here with the dinosaurs and also believes that there are in fact dinosaurs here so we're going to meet agent cooper a doctor cooper <laughs> dr cooper that's a great oscar cooper that's a great name anyways so we go meet agent cooper <laughs> dr cooper um so <laughs> you um you you have a cell phone, so you have c- contacted yeah. this uh, this uh, Doctor Cooper beforehand. Wow. I I don't have a cell phone. Hal has a cell phone. It's yeah, Hal, I just hand it. Yeah, you, we have. Yeah. We have. I was gonna say, should we have? Should we say what's in our inventory? Our personal. Yeah, I think let's let's now that we've done a lot of like character stuff. I think we should talk about like what you guys have and and everything there, and we can talk about different moves as they pop up. Yeah. So. We we had uh, starting items that we could choose from. Technically, we both could have had phones, but I thought uh, we both thought it would be funnier if only one of us had a phone and we had to work around that. Uh, I have an EMF reader and a digital camera and a med kit because both of us are bad at fighting, so that seemed like a smart thing to do. What do you have, Hal? <laughs> I have a gun with one bullet saved for a special... No, I've got a silenced <laughs> pistol, a cell phone, and a Ford fucking Fiesta, I guess. <laughs> How? You wouldn't happen to have a cell phone on you, would you? Yeah, I have my cell phone. It, it's mine. I need to I need to con- call our, our contact here real quick. Can I just borrow that real real fast? Well, I can pull, o- I can pull over if you'd like, and you can go use a... You can go use a a, a payphone. You, you have a if you have a phone. I just I really quickly. I don't carry a phone on me because they can you you can be tracked through that. If I could just use your phone real fast as as my assistant. If I could just get, get, come on phone phone please. Two seconds. <sighs> Fine. Clean Thank it afterwards. Thank you. 
I was going to say, I was, Delaney was going to say thank you, but they, they cut themselves off as soon as you said that. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, Delaney calls, uh, Dr. Cooper. I don't know if you think that's a conversation worth having or if we just cut to. In this situation, I don't think it's like, hey, it's me, Dr. Cooper. (laughs) I I want you to go over to this, uh, this, uh, restaurant. No, uh, so Dr. Cooper has held up himself as of right now inside of a restaurant one of the the two restaurants in town uh one that has a name but the other one that is just called the pizza bar it is they serve pizza and it's also a bar so and he's kind of hold himself up there in one of the booths inside the pizza bar and he tells you this and he, he directs you uh into town to meet meet there so I think I think you both uh, make your way into town. You you drive past the the ten churches. Nine. There's one on the outskirts of town. You don't see that tenth <laughs> one. Um, Important but, distinction. Right. Exactly. But you do make your way to the pizza bar, which is across the street from the gas station. So uh, and there's a bunch of children playing in the road when you get there, uh, which uh, seems weird. But as you uh, pull out you can see that your car is the only one who has passed through in probably an hour so it does seem perfectly fine for these children to be playing in the middle of the road so i think at this point what do you guys have a conversation beforehand do you walk into the building what what happens here i think we just go in perfect yeah awesome and you can see like the the checkered floor, uh, uh, you know, uh, inside of the building. It's really, really dark. Very moody lighting. There is just over to the right it's is a, where you order. It's a sexy pizza bar. Uh, there's powerful. Yes. There's powerful bisexual lighting <laughs> over Doctor Cooper. <laughs> yes. Uh, in fact, I was just thinking of like my memories of going to Pizza Hut as a child and how like innately sexual yeah. pizza hut used to be in the 90s the inherent uh, oh, still is. Of 90s pizza hut. <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's kind of like how what i was what i was picturing there uh but you see you see the um over to the right is where you order like the pizza where they cook all the pizzas over to the left is where they have the bar and the talking about the innate sexuality of this building the 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 bartender is just just like getting into a glass as he wipes it down just like getting in there just like full on just fisting this cup as he cleans it and it's just if you don't feel good about it um, I, I hate this <laughs> so um and off to like as you turn towards the bar off to the left there's booths and um most of them there are empty there's like an old couple seated closer to the bar in one of the booths but one that's a little bit closer to you is like filled with like stacks of paper and there's like a a map laying on it and uh, you can see a tall blonde uh gentleman who is just sitting at the table kind of reading through his papers disorganized and he he points he points at you you guys have never seen each other before but he's just like Agent Delaney? This is this is great for an audio medium. Yeah. Everybody can Charles see. Charles is pointing. Charles is squinting. Charles, oh, and I pointing. did explain. I did explain. He he's just like looking. He looks. He looks at you, and he's just he's pointing, like trying to think about if if it's you. Just aw- that awkward moment if you've never met somebody before, being like, oh, is it is it is it, is this the right person? A- Agent Delaney, is that you? Uh, yes, Doctor Cooper. 
Yeah, yeah, come on, come on, sit down, both of you. Come on, come on over here. Come on, sit down. Sit down, yes, come on, sit down. And he says it a little bit too odd, like too much. He says, like, come on and sit down. Even like when you sit down, he's still kind of like, sit down, sit down. Hello, uh, Dr. Cooper, this is my, this is my new, uh, part, assist, assist part, assistant partner, uh, agent, agent Bishop. Uh, agent Bishop, nice to meet you. And he, he reaches out like a hand, uh, to, to shake Yes, I'm certainly meeting you, and you may perceive it as nice. Yes, thank you. So, um, well, welcome to, uh, to Carrion Hill. Um, I'm really excited about this. Dinosaurs, am I right? I, I know, it's, it, it could potentially be extremely interesting and very exciting. Um, have there been any new developments since last we spoke? Mm, I mean, here... Here's the problem that I'm running into. Maybe maybe y'all can help me out with this one, but n- they don't really like uh, you know people of authority here. Uh, so when I when I mentioned who I was, they immediately kind of turned me away, and they weren't really willing to talk to me. So I'm I'm hoping that that you all can can figure out something to do there. Hmm. So. Deep cover it is. Yeah. I mean, if you want, I mean... So wait, the thing we went to school for, for years, I assume you as well, to give us authority in these situations, they're just not down with that? Or what is it? How? Nobody trusts the government. I don't even trust the government. Fair. Fair. So who do we need to contact? That's... that. I mean, honestly... Getting any kind of information about the, the people here, you can ask the, the sexy bartender over there. You can ask the pizza guy, whoever you want to talk to. You know, I think we could probably just start from there. But there, nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to talk to me. Is any of the are any of these policemen here at this bar right now? Seems like a small town, so I assume that this would be one of their haunts. Um, actually, I do want you to roll for this. It's weird. Um, they, they all right, even, you're just like. You're you're just a a you're paleontologist. You're not even like Johnny Law. <laughs> right. So, um actually, yeah, I'm going to have I'm going to have Hal roll for this one. Um Ash, okay. what I'll have you do is um find something else to roll for. Yeah. Uh, and then we because like, I'm I'm probably going to go maybe look like if if you're going to talk to people, maybe I'm going to go look at like or I'm going to ask like where the thing was or something or I don't know if we don't want to split up yeah um, well I rolled a 7 plus 1 for my pry which of course is our okay. investigative skill and so that's an 8 so you get to answer one of the questions where would I find blank how secure is blank who or what is related to blank who owned or employed blank who or what is blank most valuable to and what is the relationship between blank and blank where would I find the people with information? Where is where is Hal from? Um, Chicago. From from your experience at the CIA, um, I think the the biggest thing that you know is in smaller towns. There's a few people in charge. Um, number one, people who who work at the church are usually the people who are in charge of the the town. There are ten different churches to choose from, so. 
Um, with that, I'm sure you could probably get more information from somebody at one of those churches. There is kind of like a a small like mayor building that's in town that you can that you can go to for information. Or honestly, talking to the bartender because he sees everybody in town may also be a good choice, uh, and that's kind of the information that you that you have there. Agent Delaney, what's our policies on drinking on the job? Uh, we don't. We don't. I mean, probably whatever the the government is. My personal policy is that I don't have a policy about things. It's whatever gets us closer to what we're trying to do. Excellent. You gonna go be a, a, a naughty, drinky boy there, Hal? I am. Um, now, I have a question for Charles. Given that this is a pizza place, normal drinks, I assume, are uh, out for you to, like, get yourself. In other words, there is a massive, like, sweet tea jug that you can pour your beverage from and, and stuff like that. Right. Um, you can see that. However, it's it's very important to understand, like, the bar side of things. Uh, normally, when you go to a bar, you see a bunch of different, like, varieties of alcohol. With this bar specifically, and being in such a small town, you see, like, one bottle of vodka, one bottle of whiskey, one bottle of gin. That's it. Maybe, like, some some mixers and, like, a fridge next to it, but it's not very well stocked. So there is, like... That's all I need. That's all I need. Um, I go up to the bar. Um, hi. Pardon me. Can can I get a drink? Yeah, of course. And he's still just, like, cleaning that glass just like what what can i what can i get for you you are wrist deep in that glass huh um (laughs) could i get a could i get a double of your strongest whiskey yeah we've got we've got jack that's about it that's pretty strong does that work all right that will that will that is more than what i need sounds sounds good so he just he pours you he pours you a double um, you want you want anything uh, mixed with it? Do you want anything just just on on ice? Anything? Oh no no no! I am uh, I'm Irish by trade, so obviously oh. just a full glass if you don't mind. All right, well, how uh, here here you go and enjoy. Thank thank you. We're we're celebrating tonight. We're actually uh, we're we're celebrating uh, a big promotion at work. Oh, congrats! Where 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 do you folks work? Uh, we work at an office out in Birmingham, one of the uh, one of the marketing offices. Yeah, we are more than excited. This gives us so much more stuff to do out there. Nice, congrats! What brings you out to to Carrie and Hill here? Well, we heard so much about the pizza bar. We we love this concept because, like, what's everyone's two favorite things? Pizza and bar. And you guys, <laughs> I mean, you mixed it together. This is amazing. Oh, thank you, thank you. You know, uh, the owners the the owners came up with the idea because they they agree with you one hundred percent. You know, pizza and and alcohol mix really well. Why not have the two things that people want? So that's perfect. Yeah, exactly. So I'm actually going to uh, I'll, I'll be right back. I'm going to go back to the celebration. But me and you, we're we're going to have a, a a chat later. Sounds and, sounds good. I'll be here. I'm here all night. And. As I make my way back to the table, I stop by the sweet tea, pour out the whiskey, and then fill it back up with sweet tea. And then I just take it like a shot. Uh, the bartender looks at you and just gives you another thumbs up. 
Well, no, I don't want him to see <laughs> what I'm doing. Oh, or does he just see me take the shot of whatever it is? Yeah, he see, he sees you take the shot of of the the iced tea. He doesn't see you pour it out. And while this is happening, what is what is uh, Agent Delaney doing? Delaney's gone. Delaney just leaves. Yep. Where has Delaney gone? <laughs> what have you done to me? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Delaney is going to the to the site to investigate. Um, okay. I would like to roll uh, for uh, where to go. How do you get there? Uh, I need to know. Did you try stealing the keys to the, no, the you, fiesta? You, you keep saying how small this place is. I'm yes, just walk you there. could walk there. Yeah, you could. You could walk there. Yeah, yeah I'm 100%. just walking there. And um, I want to explore the site, and I want to use my. I, where is this? I want research because I want to use my already in, inherent knowledge. My my, uh, I can't think of the word now. Like learned knowledge. Yeah, that mm-hmm. I already got to see what I can glean before I actually have to talk to another human being. Or you know, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Bishop, you know, maybe get us get us an in to like maybe look at the body or something like that. But right, so. Are you okay? I'm not, I'm not so, wasting time talking to other humans or, or with whatever subterfuge. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Bishop be you know go with his his intricate dance here. Right. So um well so we we cut to we cut to Agent Delaney who is who is walking towards the the site of where this happened. Now where this where this actually happened is right outside of town. Um, uh, Carrion Hill is, is known to be kind of like a mining town, which is where they found a lot of the bones, right? So they, they did a lot of, they did a lot of, uh, uh, digging, um, back in the day, like, you know, a, a ways back. You know what? No, I'm not going to tell you this information. Fuck you. You have to find it out in the moment. You have to ask for this. I'm not going to give it to you, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, so, um. You don't have evidence yet, so right. research is not the, the the option here. You can oh, investigate okay. or you can assess, um, but because you don't have a piece of evidence yet, the research is specifically for that when you're doing research on a p- particular piece of evidence. Okay, so fair you enough. don't have that yet. Okay, so um, I think I think I'm learning. Um, you're learning. <laughs> what so um, what do you want? What do you want to do? I think is the the question. Uh, you're. You're I, heading towards the, the crime scene. Yeah. I will go to the crime scene, and I want to learn what I can from it, see if there's anything, see what I can see that's out of the ordinary, and if I can find evidence that I can apply my learned knowledge to. Right. So um, the crime happened, and this is information that you did get before, um, on an old, uh, older mining site. It's still... Um, it's still fenced off this this mining site. However, um, you know, um, it people can access it very easily. Like there's an open fence, totally fine, um, and it's just like right south of town um, and up a hill is basically all you need to do. Right. Um, and so, also, I do have my camera, so I can take pictures of everything. Yes. Cool. Um, yeah. So I think. What do you want to? 
Oh, I guess I'm what going, do you do? You want to roll assess or do you want to roll investigate? I think both. Uh, are... Let me look at the potential questions if I roll good and see which ones will be more useful for me. Ch- Charles, can I do? Can I have a flask just for like character based stuff, or are you going to use it in the the game? I'm going to use it. My plan is fill the flask with sweet tea every time I get whiskey abscond with whiskey somehow, refill with sweet tea, and keep chugging this quote-unquote liquor, so now I no longer seem like a government agent, I seem like a drunken bar patron, which should get endear me a bit more to the bartender. I like this. I'm gonna give you, as like a role-playing item, I'm gonna give you that flask. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. In this moment, you can have a flask. But that also means that that Agent Delaney gets to have a role-playing item, like a laser barrage cannon or whatever the fuck that you're going to decide. <laughs> thought we were supposed to be mean in this game. You're big softy. I'm a big old softy. You are. I would be, being, episode I would be one. being such a dick right now. <laughs> oh, if I didn't get that flask, I was going to figure something out. <laughs> Just like have see, a that's cup. the thing. I want to I wanna see what you would figure out. <laughs> Okay. Um... Styrofoam cup filled with sweet tea held between my legs. <laughs> See, research, the rules I would get with research make way more sense here, but I guess I have to find the evidence first. Uh, right. Assess doesn't make the most sense, so I guess investigate. Assess is more just like, oh no, some, something, uh, am I entering a dangerous situation and is something going to kill me? So investigate makes more sense. So I guess I'm a roll to investigate. Yeah, investigate makes more sense for investigating something, I think. You know what? Go drink your sweet Go <laughs> drink your sweet tea. This is the strongest shit ever. <laughs> All right. I have rolled crap. I have rolled a 5 plus 1 is a 6. All right. Oops. That is that is a complete failure. So that means Oops. that I get to take I get to take a hard move against you. This um, sure is a crime scene. <laughs> yes. No. So, um, you you make your way. Uh, Ash makes their way into the the mining field, um, and as you were you were given this information by Doctor Cooper, you were you were just making your way inside. Uh, basically, about twenty feet in, like right off the bat. So you you start to see light billowing over the side as you hear this low hum. Um, and I don't know. You probably think it's like fucking aliens or some shit. But uh, I'm as not soon an as you get idiot. like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that, that you know, like like the X Files, where you you think something's gonna happen, something mysterious, but then it's just two cars just like blast over the side of the hill and uh, and uh, kind of surround you as a few security guards for this establishment kind of draw their weapon, like get out of the vehicle really quick, draw their weapons on you and say. Get down on the floor, please. Uh, please get down on the floor. And uh, as soon as this happens, we cut back to, we cut back to Agent Bishop inside of the bar. Have you realized that that Delaney is is gone at this point? No, because I think now that I have the flask, I'm gonna kind of retcon a little bit and say I don't return with the whiskey glass. I say I just go to the bar, get the whiskey, dump it replace it with sweet tea right there. So no, instead what you cut back to is, look, man, I'll tell you, people think that I'm just a a big town guy 
coming from Birmingham is like a marketing whatever, but like, I don't know. I like this small town vibe. I like where, I mean, you guys know what's right here in Carrion Hill. You got all of it's important in life. Pizza, bar, and Jesus. And that's all this town has. It's so quiet. This big town life is crazy. Like, it's quiet here. Like, I bet nothing bad ever happens here. I, I mean, some somebody just was murdered the other day, so, like, things I, happen. Yeah, a wait, big old bird wait. came down and, like, killed somebody, apparently. Wait, hold on. I don't mean to laugh because a person is dead, but a bird? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, how big? I, I, It doesn't seem like we don't get big birds around here. Yeah, so, um, uh, word around the, word around the, the campfire is, uh, um, one of the, one of the churchgoers, I for, forget his name, who was pulling up fantasy name generator, it was, <laughs> uh, Henry Wilson, uh, Henry Wilson, uh, kind of a name, name here in town. Uh, was was going for a for a nice little walk there and uh, found his way into the the uh, the uh, old mines that they're not really doing anything with nowadays and uh, ended up just uh, right right just ended up uh, getting attacked by a giant bird <laughs> like like an eagle or a you know some vulture or some some shit. Oh yeah, if you ask me. If you ask me, that doesn't sound like murder. Cause murder has intent and birds don't have intent, man. I think this is an animal control issue. That's what I've been telling my partner this whole time. I mean- <laughs> Well, talk about your partner. Uh, where, where are they? What? Did <laughs> <laughs> you say that sober? <laughs> yeah. I turn around, I turn around and look at the booth that is now empty, <laughs> Parmesan cheese littered all over it. If you'll excuse me, I gotta go. <laughs> then I get up and leave. Uh, and, and then we cut to just a scene of just like a few more cars coming over, uh, security vehicles coming over the, the, the hedge here as, as Agent Delaney is just being surrounded by by uh, security guards in this establishment. Hello there. Uh, oh, this, this is gonna be fun. This has been a production of Loudspeaker Networks. For more on this and other programs, visit loudspeaker.fm.